0: Welcome back. For anyone joining for the first time, my name is Chris and this is the Cope Now podcast where we talk about coping strategies and destigmatized mental health in the first place. This is all from a patient's perspective, so this is not medical advice or treatment. So if you feel you need help with anything, please reach out to the appropriate medical professional. And so we're actually going to be taking a break from just me yapping and we finally got an episode. We've got another guest. This is an old friend from Oh, name Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hello. And so, Rachel, what do you want to talk about today?
1: Um, so today, I kind of just to talk about, um, I had recently started um, a medication for uh, ADHD, um, okay. and it also, like, regulates my role. Um, but I just wanted to talk about, like, even though I'm on medication, it still takes personal um, will to yeah. um, get me going through my day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the last episode was kind of about that, so it's awesome to kind of tie into that. And actually, really quick, I forgot to mention in the beginning, this is a phone call, so sorry if it sounds a little off as compared to other episodes. Um, but with that being said, now Rachel, I completely understand I'm the same way. I don't have ADHD, but I take antidepressants as well as sleeping meds, and while they do give me some breathing room, as I like to put it, they don't solve everything. Mm-hmm. I still have to, I have to want to get better, and I have to work on it, you know?
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: But, you know, that seems to be something that a lot of people don't understand, whether that's, like, a patient themselves or even just someone who knows that you struggle. They, you know, people seem to think, well, the second you go on a med, like, it's 100% fine. I'm not going to yeah. suffer anymore. Or that person that I yeah. don't have a lot of patience for, that's suffering. Like, now, I now I can really be impatient because they should be fine now Mm hmm and yeah that's not how it works is it
1: yeah i feel like a lot of people as soon as they get on medication they feel like they're going to be instantly better and even though i'm on medication for adhd it still does affect my mood because it's still messing with like the balance like the chemical balance in my head and it does just put me in an overall habit because i'm more productive um Mm -hmm. and while i have improvements on the medication I have still had a bad days even when I'm taking it. And, you know, I've had people around me say, oh, well, you're on medicine. Shouldn't you be doing better? And yeah, while I'm on it, it's not like a magic pill.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, you got to look at mental health the same way that you look at physical health. Just because someone has a physical health issue and they take a medication for it, they still have their bad days with that. Like I have asthma, for example. I take my inhaler every day. There's still days where it's hard to breathe, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm not trying and it doesn't mean that the meds aren't working. It's just that it takes takes more than that. You know, like I've had to make some lifestyle changes with my asthma and the same could kind of be said with mental health, how you have to implement different coping strategies and think about things that you probably didn't think about before. And that's all in addition to any, you know, medications you might be on. But you're right. A lot of people don't seem to understand that yet.
1: No, I can be, and that was actually, like, for like, with the asthma. I feel like, you know, um, people just assume that you're, even if, like, you're in therapy, because that was something that, at my high school, I had um, sought out just, like, even going to, like, the guidance counselor just to talk about my day, and sometimes it really just didn't work, and it really just came down to me, and what was I doing? To make it a better day? You know, what was I focusing on or dwelling on or thinking about that wasn't making it a good day?
0: You're right. Have you ever heard of mindfulness? Yeah. 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 That's a big one that we all kind of got to do more of for sure. So now, how do you challenge that stigma? Now, talking about it on this podcast, that's awesome. But how do you try and educate people in your immediate life that it's more than just need to take a med, that it's going to take more to really? you know, put it where it belongs, put, put your ADHD where it belongs, which is Mm -hmm. hell. (laughs) Get out of there. You know, like, how do you tell people that it takes more than just a med to really kick it?
1: Um, so it most affects, I'm a committed relationship right now. Um, I actually just met him in school. Um, and so in all of my relationships, um, mental health has always been a big challenge. Um, I've always Mm -hmm. sort of looked for my partner to sort of, really help out with that and a lot of them are good, um and so when I'm involved in school but a relationship um it can be tough and so um yeah. with me being on the medicine he's seen me um get a lot better and a lot more focused um with my schoolwork um but you know he's also seen my bad days and he said to me why don't you just go back to your dorm relax for a little bit and just try and focus on your schoolwork and that's really what works for, um helps me like let people around me even though I'm like struggling I'm still working on it I mean yeah. with my ADD um it's the toughest part is really just sitting down and getting started so just by like, having the room to myself my roommate isn't just having like a nice quiet space where I feel comfortable it has really been the biggest step in seeking out getting all of my stuff done
0: like on time and properly. Okay, so it just sounds like just some basic communication.
1: Yeah, and that's really part, I think
0: all and, Yeah, yeah, and on and on the receiving end of that communication, it sounds like just being open yeah. to an idea or a thought or an experience that might be the complete opposite of what you would assume to be true. Yeah. Well, that that sounds really awesome. Well, I'm glad that he's he's good with that kind of stuff. Mm Because, you know, the whole point of this conversation is, you know, a lot of people aren't. And I know you said you've experienced it, and I've experienced it too, where people are like, well, why aren't you just better? What do you mean that you're still struggling? What do you mean that, you know, why are you so irritable right now? Or why are you feeling down for no reason? Because it it takes, takes a lot. But I've noticed when I try and communicate that to others, there's a lot of times where people aren't willing to really open their ears to that kind of message. And so the questions they ask, like the the why aren't you or how could this be type of questions, they're more rhetorical. Yeah. And, of course, you know, that's that's not helpful. So now, other than communication with others and to be alone or just communicating in general, saying that you're maybe having a harder time just so you don't feel alone and you feel like you're being heard, what are some other things that you do to cope in a positive manner? just get through your day if you're just having that you know that that time of night you know that it's maybe like the evening or whenever you maybe are more prone to having a harder time when you're in that that time and you know that you just need something to get you through the next hour or two until you can fall asleep or until you can until whatever like next activity is coming up that you know will distract you what do you do in that little window of time to get you through
1: um usually i will just um, music for me is, like, huge. I've always just with music um, to get through my day. Even if I'm not having a bad day, I'm listening to music. Um, so usually I'll just a song that, you know, even I'll just have, like, a good healthy cry. And I know people are always like, oh, why are you crying? Like, what's wrong? But honestly, just a good, like, hearty cry just to let everything out that's bothering you helps me so much. And I know there's, like, such negative uh crying but I always tell people like let it out if you have to. To me it's so much better just to let everything out than to just keep everything in. Or, yeah then, exactly. Yeah and I'm lucky enough to live on a beautiful campus. Um Now that the change of seasons has happening there's like beautiful trees everywhere so I'll just go on a walk and think about what's bothering me. Think about solutions or um I'm big into helping other people. I love just to help other people. It makes me feel better, and it makes my day. Um, so I'll just think about, like, oh, what does this person like to make their day better?
0: No, that, that's, that's three really good things right there. Music, light exercise, taking a walk, getting your blood pumping a little bit, in your mm-hmm. environment, and focusing on others. Because sometimes that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. You know, I was once told that depression is just anger turned inwards. And so, for me, helping other people, it's kind of like a way to not be angry at all. Because now I don't even have to focus on, like, turning this anger outwards. Because even though it might, I wouldn't be attacking myself anymore, I'm still upset over something. But by going out and helping someone, I'm kind of just putting that to the side where it belongs. And, you know, making something good out of something bad.
1: I, like, completely agree. And I'm so glad that you understand that because I can't tell you how my life... I've been told, like, you can't focus on other people, like, just worry about yourself right now, fix what's going on in your life right now, but by helping other people, I'm fixing what's going on within me, so I'm, like, so glad you said that and that you get that, because that's one of the most frustrating things, because, like, that's just who I am as a person, I just love, like, helping out other people, and so being told, like, to go and, like, focus on myself, like... I don't know it's always just frustrated me oh,
0: no yeah, I understand it's a it's all about balance, yeah you know if you have like something super important, like an obligation that you need to fulfill, then maybe it's not the best time to go out and help others because while you might be doing something positive, you're gonna stress yourself out later by that deadline that you missed or the fact that you relate to your job or whatever it was, so you're just yeah. creating one stress for another, but if you do have the time and then you spend that time with someone else, helping them out, then it is healthy. And I think that's where people get is yeah. they probably storytell in their head and think, well, you, you have something going on in that moment. And, you know, you're, you're sacrificing that just to do something else. So you're trading one problem for another. And, of course, that could very easily potentially happen. But if you're strategic about it, then it won't happen. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll be in your moment. You might, you're not feeling good. And you say, do I have the time? to go out help someone else yes awesome let me go do that or maybe you don't and then you say all right well what's a different strategy that I could use right now to address this and then you know the next time that I'm feeling this way if I have that free time then I go out and help someone yeah because yeah that's what it is that's where the confusion is is, at least in my opinion it's all about that balance and you know any strategy out there it's you know if you take it too far to one end of the spectrum then yeah of course it could be unhealthy but I believe that everything has the potential to be healthy, and that absolutely includes going out and helping someone. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I think another very important thing to talk about is helping someone is a very broad term. Helping someone could literally be like a grocery shop with a friend just because like they want company. Or you go over to their house and sit with them because they're lonely or they're bored, you know? Of course, it could be something more hands-on, like if you were to volunteer at a non-profit or, I don't know, think of anything, fill in the blanks there. But it could also just be something little, you know what I mean? And I think that also can be very overwhelming to someone, because if they're told, well, why don't you go out and volunteer, or why don't you go out and help someone, they think, oh, my God, I have to run a 5K now. <laughs> or, like, oh, yeah. my God, like, I have to, like, build a walkway for someone or, you know... And that's all well and good, but there's a lot more other ways that you can help someone that could be very small and still be very meaningful.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. And no, what you said before about like finding that balance, and I mean, especially in college, like it's tough finding that balance. Um, and my first, my first week, um, definitely finding that balance was rough. Um, yeah. But you know, once you do find that, I think that for myself, even other people. Having a balance of, like, structure to my life helps feel happier. And by having to do or people to hang out with, um, it does sort of make those bad days a little bit better. Like, if I come home and I'm having a bad day, I come back to my room, and I know my roommates are here. We all could just hang out and, like, watch a movie. That, to me, will yeah. just take my mind off of it.
0: Yeah, it's about filling the time. Yeah. And that's not a negative thing either because it's not a waste if you're enjoying yourself and if you're managing your other responsibilities. Watch your movie. Do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Nothing's ever a waste. But I think that's also another important point that you brought up is that keeping yourself busy kind of helps you not to fall through the cracks. Because I know in my own life and when I had my own apartment for that short time, that was what I really struggled with was oh my God, how am I going to fill up this time? I only school for four hours, and the class is super easy, so the homework's going to take me like zero time. What am I going to do for the rest of the day? And it was really overwhelming, and I'll be honest, majority of the time I just stayed inside. And every day I would feel disappointed and feel like it was a waste, but I didn't know what else to do because I didn't realize how important it was to just fill up that time and fill up that time with little things. Like you had mentioned, like watching a or just hanging out, how valuable those are. I used to think that filling the time had to be something major, like, I don't even know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like a big, you know, pre planned. Like a responsibility. Yeah, you know, not even a responsibility though. Like that could be one thing, but for example, like a pre planned gathering, like, hey, like let's all meet at this restaurant or. You know, when I went, when I was on camp, a campus student, we were only an hour from the ocean. So like saying like, hey, like let's all meet at the ocean. Like that would be something that would take a lot of planning. Yeah. And I used to think like that's what filling the time meant is like you have to have all these grand plans, major things that take time and effort to put together. And nothing wrong with that, but that's not the only way to fill up time. And filling up time is a very broad term, but I didn't realize that at the time. And I think it's good that you brought that up because that's a very important point to make is that there's a lot that you can do to fill up that time. And it's very important that you fill up your time. And it doesn't have to be this scary, overwhelming thing because filling up your time doesn't necessarily mean making grand plan. It just means that you make the effort to do something.
1: I also think that um, you were by yourself in your apartment, right?
0: I did have a roommate, however, he was very antisocial, so gotcha. it was like practically living alone. Except there was technically another heartbeat in the house.
1: Gotcha. I mean, it may vary for each person, but I feel like having someone to live with um, my roommate. I'm fortunate; she's uh, very present in the room sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I. It's
0: a polite way to put
1: it. Yeah, I think that as much as it might get under my skin sometimes I think it is good for me to just have that person you know I remember I was having a bad day came back and she saw I was upset she was like come on girl like let's go to McDonald's you know just surrounding yourself with people that you know are going to support you I mean because I know how easy it is to just completely isolate yourself from everybody around you and I can't tell you how many days I've had where I was just like oh like I'm just gonna go be by myself and it's it's really unhealthy to just isolate yourself with your thoughts um, because yeah. I think that's what leads to um, dumb mistakes. Um, so, and that's sort of another, it's just, you know, you may feel completely alone. I've been there. You have that one person in on your phone, even if it's just one person that you can test, you know, you can rely on. And I think yeah. it's good to find that person and know who they are and even share with them like, throughout each, how you're feeling.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was one thing I kind of missed about the classic college experiences. It felt good to have him because I knew he was there. So I felt less alone than if I would have actually lived alone. But it, like, there wasn't a lot of social. And so I would like rely on other friends. But we were all in different degree programs. A lot of times the schedules don't overlap. And then, like you said, it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do right now. I guess I'm just going to isolate. And it's not healthy. It's definitely not.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to fall into that mind space, too, of just wanting to isolate.
0: Yeah, and that in itself, like what we were talking about before, that's almost like a healthy mechanism taking too far in the other direction. Because while you do, you know, you want to be social, you want to be with other people, you also got to take time for yourself sometimes. But if you do that too often, now you're taking something healthy and turning it into something unhealthy. You're, you're yeah. unbalanced, and that's another big one. Another one that sometimes we're not so good at finding the balance on. Because at the end of the day, like, you are the only person that you will ever live with. You can never escape your head. You can never escape your personality. You can't escape your memories, unfortunately. And so you got to also take that time to work on yourself, enjoy your own company, take care of yourself, but then also be social at the same time. So it all ties back into finding that balance.
1: I think balance is a good way to describe it, like a good word.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: To me, if you're sort of living um, an unbalanced life, um, you're never really completely happy. Um, and, you know, it may be difficult establishing that balance, and it's never going to happen overnight. And that balance is going to change as you get older or meet people. But, you know, just looking back, like at my past year, um, a lot of people went, um, and so my balance is constantly thrown. And I think that's a big reason why I was so unhappy is because I never had a stable uh give and take, if you will. Um Yeah. And so now that I'm sort of in it where everything's sort of right where I need it, I mean, my parents are 30 minutes away. My boyfriend is two minutes down the street, like walking distance. Um, my friends are right in the same room as I am, you know, and living yeah. on the same campus as me you know, I have found myself be a lot happier now that I do have a true balance
0: established. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end this off. Find your balance, make your balance and then enjoy your balance. I agree. Well thank you so much for wanting to be a part of this.
1: I think it's always good to talk all about uh mental health. I feel like a lot of people um run from it. But I think it's been more widely talked about which to me is a good thing so I just I appreciate the opportunity
0: oh of course and you're welcome back anytime don't worry this is not some I know where you're coming from but this ain't Ellen <laughs> this, <ain't an laughs> this is yeah <laughs> one day yeah well thank you again